Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Giggity. Giggity goo. <laughs> and now, 104-year-old veteran Arthur Walters Jr. talking about his personal secret to a long life. People always say, well, what do you attribute to? And I always say... Well, I have two good friends. Oh, Jim Beam and Jack Daniels. Yeah, those are my two good friends. They helped me along. This is not headline news. Lindsay Lohan gave birth to a baby boy and named him Luai. It's Arabic, and it means, may you grow up to adulthood without a police record. Model Gigi Hadid got arrested for marijuana possession in the Cayman Islands. The Caymans, where you can hide and launder money to defraud your government of millions of dollars, but God forbid you catch a buzz. Hostess is selling a new mashup of Ding Dongs and Twinkies. And if you eat them, you'll get to enjoy a bonus mashup, diabetes and heart failure. Former Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz turned 70 today. And since he's worth $3.7 billion, he's celebrating like he does every year with a hearty laugh over the time he convinced gullible white people to pay six bucks for a small coffee. This is not Headline News. Hoo-ah! is Charlotte County Speaks, your chance to let your voice be heard on local, state, and national issues. And now, broadcasting live from a dumpy little warehouse behind a Taco Bell, the host of Charlotte County Speaks, Ken Lovejoy. Well, I've humored him enough before the show. Maybe he'll be quiet for the rest of it. News Radio 1580, 100.9 FM, WCCF. This is Charlotte County Speaks. Happy hump day to you. 910 is the time. Phone lines are open at 941-206-1580. Toll free, 888-441-1580. You can email us, the address ccspeaks at live.com. And if you miss a show, find them all at spreaker.com under WCCF. And ladies and gentlemen, it's the third hump day of the month. That means... Yes, indeed, it's time for Curmudgeon Wednesday. Chi-Town Tony Beal, take it away. Good morning. <laughs> the introductory music uh, 
I think, well, I don't know where you found it, but wherever you found it, leave it there, please. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm, as he mentioned, I'm Tony Beal, past president of the Charlotte County Curmudgeon Club. And uh, this Wednesday, uh, it's pretty hot out there. Fortunately, uh, you know, we could compare ourselves to places like Death Valley, where I think the rocks are melting. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You know, my, my little brother's lived in Phoenix uh, for years. He owns a bike shop out there. And I've been out there with him. I lived with him for uh, several months after I got out of the Navy. And uh, it's just summer out there. I mean, that's just, a, I mean, he, he prepares for it, you know, and, and people are so, it's just like here, you know, everybody gets used to the well, humidity well, after a while, but it is a dry heat and you don't feel it and you got to stay hydrated yeah. or else you drop. Well, you like see, a well, there's, there's a difference here in Florida, for an example, you can, if you really have to live without air conditioning, but in a place like Phoenix or uh, Las Vegas and so forth, you're talking basically a desert. Mm-hmm. That actually is, for the most part, uninhabitable without air conditioning. <laughs> you know, so there is a difference. But they there. did. There were people that were living in Las Vegas before well, the mob yeah. moved in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were there, but that's because they had they nowhere had else fans. to go. They had fans. Yeah, well, yeah. the fans. What they did, they just melted the melted the uh, <laughs> melted the, the fat off your body. That's for sure. Yeah, I got guys working at my house ripping my roof off now for the God you know third day. Yeah, but see what they do though. They take a. Apparently, there, there's some regulations. I don't know if it's the company that's doing it or if it's legal issues, but like between one and one and three or four, they have to get off the roof and, you know, just yeah. avoid the, you know, in the, in the 90 you're looking weather. Up, up, at the, up on those roofs about that time, you're looking at 150. Oh, yeah. 140, 150 yeah. degrees is insane. And they're doing heavy, hard work. I yeah. mean, this is, uh, this is cement tiles they're taking. I, I remember being up on the roof after Charlie. I'm like, good God, how do they do it? Yeah, and they're up, and they're up there all day. Hello, hello. hello. Uh, can huh? we get back to the... the, the uh... We talked to you before the show. You're no, 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 no. I, this has nothing to do so with me. So with, uh, with, with also joining me this morning, uh, Ned Byrne uh, with the Curmudgeon Club and Richard Pitts, he's here. Uh, I well, I, I don't, no comment about that. Yeah, he's present. And it, but in any event, for the first hour, we have a um, uh, an important guest here. A lovely guest, uh, a lady by the name of Debbie Lux, who is currently a candidate for the um, Punta Gorda City Council, and she's going to tell us about herself. She's going to be here for an, uh, for an hour, at least until uh, ten o'clock, to talk about herself, talk about the city, and what have you. But you know, as I ask all of our prior guests, uh, she's going to tell us about herself before she starts talking about uh, Punta Gorda and the council and what have you. So, uh, Ms. Lux, you're on. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me here. Um, a little bit of history about myself. I actually was born in Minnesota. I'm a Minnesota girl. Um, Minnesota. Minnesota. Where? Where in Minnesota? So I was born in Shakopee, little tiny town. Okay. But I'm close to the Twin Cities. I actually went to the University of Minnesota Dental School, so I am actually a dentist. Oh. Oh. Just like you Dr. Work Pitts. On, you work on Pitts' teeth here? No, but I can tell you that I admire Dr. Pitts and the work that he's done as a dentist. He's it's a pioneer. Um, amazing, and, and I truly, truly say that um, respectfully. Now, now, uh, Back when they were using dental no, chisels no, 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 before no. the drill. No, 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 well, they no. used the ether, too. I, yeah. <laughs> I want you to treat me with a little more respect. <laughs> <laughs> I've suffered indignity after indignity here for many years. Not many. <clears throat> enough. Seven. Uh, enough. <laughs> so, Debbie, uh, tell and, us. Uh, uh, yeah, I was going to say, like you, I 
was a United States Navy veteran. Oh, God bless. What was so, your rate? Were you a DT, dental tech? Or? No, I was a dentist. Oh, I was really? the one who actually took oh, a zero. An officer. An <laughs> yeah. officer. Show zero. Res- okay. show I, was, I was a lieutenant. Oh, well, good for you. Yes, sir. Awesome. Thanks for your service. Thank you. Thank you for yours as well. And where, uh, where were you stationed at? Uh, my Well, I went through OIS in Newport, Rhode Island, and then I was at NTC Orlando. Uh, where I worked on both the recruit and the active duty side. Doing well, that was a busy job. Oh, the all the boot campers going crazy. through there. <laughs> it was also extremely I busy. That. I was I was stationed on the USS Emrys Land AS39, oh. which is a submarine Sub-tender. tender. Yeah. Yes, sir. And so all the submarines would come up to the dock, and I would actually be the one taking out their teeth because You're taking out their teeth. Yes, the wisdom <laughs> scurvy teeth. in the yeah. sub service apparently. <laughs> not not well, putting them in, <laughs> taking them out. If one of those, if one of those uh, submarines came up and surfaced because somebody had a toothache, I was in trouble. So oh, we wow. had to make sure that we well, took good. out with some teeth. Excellent. So which, in, which submarine were you on? No, she was on oh, a sub tender. Oh, yeah. oh, I so thought the, you were on. Okay. No, no, no. They, uh, no, I was All attached right, to the tender. Yeah, and then the submarines attached to our ship. I we were a supply ship for them. Okay. So I got out in 1995. Um, I moved to Punta Gorda. Fell in love with Punta Gorda, but it was only a part-time job, very seasonal, very difficult, you know, to work full-time and pay back student loans because I was practicing as a dentist for two years before I joined. Um, I, again, bought a house in 2004, a few months before Charlie. Charlie took the house, and then my husband and I finally built our dream home on that lot, and... We were in it for several months, and all of a sudden, Hurricane Ian came. So it was kind wow. of, yeah, so we kind of got hit twice on that lot. How bad? Um, The roof, the cage. Um, oh, well, the cage. Yeah, yeah the of cage course. Is the cage go. always goes. Get used to the California pool. It's cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> AC units got dinged, you know, but you know what? No one, no one was hurt in Good. our family, so we survived. We also, my husband is a local attorney here, um, so he's he's got his own business with a partner, um, like I said, I used to be a dentist. I no longer am, but I had a small business here in Florida for 20 years, over 20 years, actually. Um, my husband and I are also the founders of a very sweet nonprofit that uh, is very successful. It's all volunteer. And so we get, you know, a lot of sides of of our, our town, of what we know as a business person, how to uh, run nonprofits, you know, businesses, uh, a very important thing to understand when you're dealing with other people's money like our nonprofit does. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you need to know? Well, you said uh, you you have a business here, but you didn't mention what kind of business it is. No, I, I used to have, I used to be a dentist and I've had a small business. I've now retired. I was in a bad auto accident, which ended my career abruptly. Oh, yeah, sorry. So, sorry. No, you know, you make lemonade, um, you do other things. I guess um, I had, there's other plans for me to do and it, it, it focused my time on our nonprofit. So you've been in Punta Gorda for since when now? How long now? So my husband and I moved back to Punta Gorda. I think it was either 2017 and 2018. He uh, was invited to work in Charlotte County under Amira Fox at one time. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Now uh, you're running for city council. Yes, I am. Now, why are you doing that? Why do you want to take that kind of abuse? And uh, uh, Because it seems like anybody that gets on a council or gets elected, it has to take a lot of stuff, but... 
But I, I think it's admirable in the fact that people want to serve and help. And work. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So tell us about uh, your, your thoughts on this whole thing. Well, I, you know, the the reason why I, I decided to run, and it wasn't on my bucket list at all, is because when I found out what was trying to be asked by developers with Deep Pocket from out of town, what they were trying to ask for to me just didn't make sense. And so I actually started reading the 326 pages of uh, rules and regulations with our land development. And as I was going through them, a lot of our rules and regulations are somewhat vague. And I started looking at violations that these developers were requesting. And so I was presenting to council, you know, these things don't seem right. You need to take a look at this. And as I was telling Dr. Pitts, I know we have this idea where we always have to look at our end result of what we do because we can't just put some big tooth in the mouth and not think about how somebody's chewing and stuff. Well, that's the way I feel about council right now is they aren't looking at the end result of what they're trying to propose. It seems to me that the catering is more or less because somebody wants to do something on that dirt downtown, you know, anything, something. And so I want to logically look at what can go there and what is going to be respectful for our community. What do you thrive. think? What do you think they should be putting there? So I think right now that I agree that we have to have some density there, um, but not 60 dwelling units per acre. I think that the, the, the buildings next to Marion Avenue should reflect and be compatible and cohesive with them so that we're looking at three stories, not, you know, over six to 100 stories. I believe that something, if they're going to be doing it, should be set back off the sidewalk for many reasons. Number one, if you look at um, Leroy's and FM Don's, it's very difficult to walk around there. Now, what about people who have walkers or wheelchairs or strollers? It's very, very difficult. And people are stepping out into busy Marion's Avenue. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think that particularly at FM Don's, that, that sidewalk goes up and down. <clears throat> yeah. But when we start looking at the Wyvern, uh-huh. That's right on the lot line. It is, and that area right there, unfortunately, has had two deaths as well. Mm-hmm. So it is people trying to slip. cross forty-one, and should be a light there or a pedestrian crossing like no, what no, they have on put, Midway. You can't put two lights within. Well, the, but you can't put a pedestrian crossing there that's, with a flashing light. I agree lights. with that too. You are absolutely correct. I think, uh, and that's one of the things. I actually um, did an application for going through um, one of the leadership classes. Because you got to go through DOT uh, for that, you right? You do. There's it's on a lot US of 41. Yes, sir. And I think the flashing lights also should go right on the area where Linear Park is, where you're walking by Olympia and Marion Avenue. I want to stop for people, and I'm so afraid if I stop, somebody in the next lane is going to go through, and they're walking in front of me and get hit, and then is it my fault? Because I was polite to stop. So I think those flashing lights need to go in that area as well. We have to take a break, and we'll be right back with more on News Radio 1580. How are you now, Dad? You and me had a crossover guy, Dad. Up north for some father-son fishing, Dad. Don't get the kids all riled up before bed, Dad. Okay, now, to be fair. Uh, to be fair. 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 
Lots of people emit sounds when they stands up and sits down, not just dads. We'll be right back with Charlotte County Speaks on News Radio 1580 WCCF. Suck punch somebody on a sidewalk. Carjacking old lady at a red light. Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool, act a fool if you like. Cuss out a cop, spit in his face. Stomp on the flag and light it up. Yeah, you think it's tough. We'll try that in a small town. News Radio 1580, 100.9 FM, WCCF 927 here on a hump day Wednesday. Charlotte County speaks with the curmudgeons and Punta City Council candidate uh, Deborah Lux. Who's running against you, Debbie, by the way? My opponent. I don't like to say his name. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to hear, otherwise we'll... Mark uh, Kaharski. Yes, sir. Yes. All right. right, What's his trip? How do you differ from your opponent? (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I could say a, a lot of things, but I think for one, you know, being a small business owner, and I understand how to run a business. Uh, number two, being a Navy veteran, we have the integrity, you know, not that not to say that everybody doesn't have it who has not been in the military, but we follow rules and regulations and understand what to do. We know how to say yes or no, sir. We know how to compromise and we know how to work with everybody. And I think that's the biggest thing that's different about me. Is I'm not opinionated right now. I have my thoughts, but I'm going to listen to everybody, you know, small businesses. I, I have to understand and listen to the developers, listen to the residents. Um, I talk to professionals and experts. If I don't know something, I'm seeking out their expert advice like we would always do with everything. So that, I think, to me makes me different. I don't just look to somebody and go, give me the answer. Well, I want to ask you a question. Uh, Sunseeker... Uh, not being able to get a marina over it in front of their building is coming over on, on our side. Yes, sir. Uh, to put a marina in there. They, they bought the old hotel. They're tearing it down. Uh, I look at that as uh, the, the camel's nose under the tent, so to speak. <clears throat> Have you uh, investigated that to a point where it's... Right now, you know, I've been trying to figure out exactly if it's true or not true because I've heard these rumors that are going on. And then, of course, I hear rumors that, you know, this could be the reason why they're doing it. Like you say, they have the marina. So does that mean that besides going back and forth from this side of Punta Gorda over to Charlotte Harbor, but because it's deep enough, are they going to get a boat that will go out to the water and have a casino? So is this side of the road going to be where they have their parking and their, their area for people getting on and off the boats? I don't know. I'm, I'm speculating right no, no, now. This is, this is not a, a ferry. <clears throat> there may be a ferry, but that's, it's not a ferry. This is for people who will, who will come down from wherever. Right. I'm, I'm just saying that the, the, um, the boats will go back and forth between Sunseekers and Punta Gorda. And then it, Oh, you mean the, the, uh, taking those people after Water taxi. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, there's, water there's, taxi. There's a lot of speculation, though. Yes. Exactly. We don't know none of them. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. You, you want speculation? L- log on the next door app and, and oh, look no, at the don't people just. I tell you, it's go be a casino. I'm going to have a casino there. Could you do me? Okay. Could you do me a favor and, and turn that down? Yes, please. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, they're actually not that there could be a casino there, but they could go out into the water way out, well, just like you in know, Fort Myers, exactly, and go yeah. out and do that. So, yeah, it, it's which not is safe. fine, right? You know, it's they, not... If they got the boat and they put it in fish, they got a deal with Fisherman's Village, whoever owns whichever bank owns Fisherman's Village now, <laughs> <laughs> they can make a deal with them to dock right well, there. Well, you know, go, the, the lottery now is so big, uh, whoever wins the lottery can buy Fisherman's Village. There you go. I don't know. That's a good investment. Yeah. <laughs> Put a casino. No. Put a cas- no. I don't, you know, the casino boat, the casino boat, you know, that's... Uh, that's I don't, what they have in Illinois. Got, well, they, uh, got, they have it in Fort Myers as well. Uh, it's not that big. Right, what do they have to go out? You gotta 12 go 12 bu- miles uh-huh. out to international waters. Are you crazy? Just over the horizon. <laughs> Gamble away and then come back a couple hours later. What do you see, uh, Debbie? Is the uh, when you sit down, assuming you get elected, when you sit down in the city council, what's the first thing that you're going to be concerned about? Uh, what, what do you see as the biggest immediate concern? Well, I think that, and I'm hoping not, but I think by the time I get into office, um, the new comprehensive plan rules and regulations will be set in stone. So my concern is I've been um, trying to talk to and meet with people about our infrastructure, Um, the police, the fire, you know, the waterworks. Are we going to be able to handle, you know, if this city marketplace is going to end up being apartments or condos or something like that, how many... um, more bathrooms are we going to need you know how are we going to work our sewer system can we handle this where is our water source i've heard even in the burnt store area that you know if you turn on your sprinkler system you can't turn on the faucet because the pressure is low um i i I, that's the problem that i have where i live but what the uh, what i understand what they're i live in the in the uh, bird area yes sir the bird section and uh, yeah, one of my sprinklers are on. Uh, I flush the toilet. The toilet doesn't want to fill. And uh, what uh, what I understand they're doing is they're putting a new water line, a, a bigger water line in from uh, from uh, Akiasta up to um, Albatross to uh, increase the size of the so they can get more water flow up there. I thought the problem was just simply pressure. Apparently, the problem is they're just not the pipes aren't big enough to handle it. So just just to make that comment about that. Uh, yeah, and, and that is. But it's know, a good point, though. It's a make. good concern, you know, when you think about this. But also um, what we're thinking about is how much is it going to cost the taxpayers for this new system of our water bills? Because people are having poor water readings some months. They're not getting read or something like that. And I, I know Mr. Murray has been very concerned with the company that purchased it who has some new system and it's not reading accurately. So who's going to be paying for this to be fixed? You know, is it the company or is it going to fall on the taxpayers? So this is a concern as well. I like to have a steady bill every single month. I don't want my bill to be low. And then all of a sudden one bill, you know, have it five times higher because they didn't read it properly. And, you know, during the summer right now, when it's so hot, we are using more water than normal just to try to cool off. Utilities are going to be keep going up. Just the way it is. Uh-huh. <clears throat> ben Albritton, our state senator, told me that it's not the quality of the water, it's the quantity that they're worried about. So they've been talking about building a new reservoir for, what, 10 years? A long time. Yeah. Uh, 
And I do, and, and that's... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. It's a good point. I think that's one of the things when I sit back and see things that are <coughs> happening, like you were saying, is that it seems like everybody has a committee to look at something, who has yeah. a committee to look at something. And the problem has, dies in committee. It dies <laughs> in committee and nothing gets done or nobody looks at the final the final result of when are we going to get this done? You know, for example, City Hall, you know, it needs to be fixed. You know, we're paying money to go other places while it's being fixed. So that's utilizing our taxpayers' money. But and all the of insurance, sudden, though. And, and the, we're waiting on insurance, but, you know, it's a historic area. It's a beautiful building and everything. And I think – and I haven't seen the final plans, and I apologize. I'm just talking of, of what I've learned so far is, you know, the project went from $5 million, I believe. Now it's almost up to $12 million. Oh, of course. And and where do we – Expect seventeen. <laughs> when I had my house built, you know, I had to look at how much it was going to cost me. And I had to reduce what I was going to do. I couldn't maybe do the, a full second floor. I had to compromise here or, or couldn't have as many nice things inside of my house because I had a budget. And I think that's one of the things that concerns me about the city is we're, they don't consider this as taxpayers' money. It's easy to spend somebody else's money. Mm-hmm. And Always has been. I want to reel it back in and say, stop, let's get more of an accurate, you know, request on how much this is going to cost us, you know, and not say, well, this is only 60% and, oh, we found out it's going to cost us more. So now we're adding, you know, another million dollars. And I think that's one of my big concerns. Do you, do you like the, the city as, it's, as it is now? Do you think it, it should be moved further east? I, I just think when you cross northbound 41 and you go down Olympia, there's hundreds of un, undeveloped acres, hundreds there, there are, and I think well, we, that we we've got the developments going on in Tucker's Grade and uh, things. It's starting to grow, but you're right. You know, it, it, everything seems to be west of well, I seventy five. The, the, the so called downtown is two blocks long. Yeah, it's it's no different from uh, Manhattan Island. The only way you can make money in Manhattan Island is to build up buildings high. That's that's why we have the skyscrapers there. Yeah, wow. but that area you're talking about, though, Richard, there's nothing there. It's vacant. A, a whole lot well, of you know, vacant. I'll tell you something. Uh, You're vacant lots you can't, all along you can't Olympia say there. if the people, sure. but once Sunseeker, and I, I heard uh, from a woman who does the event, uh, the event uh, planning, she told me that all the, the event space is totally sold out for a year and a half. Okay. Good. So you're going to you're talking probably maybe over a hundred thousand people or more who will be coming back and forth, right? 
But that's typical of an event center. Yeah. I know even Chicago's McCormick Place is like that. Sure. You want to get McCormick Place, you got a long way. you got well, a long you, way. Even well, our event center. But let's, well, yeah, that's, that's, that's you the point. Don't, you don't think that everybody is going to go into Sunseeker and not go outside. you got to be crazy. No, of course not. So you have to plan for it. Okay. But we're talking about Punta Gorda, not Sunseeker. Well, I get it. I get it. And I wish you would be nicer to me. But you're not. I'm being very no, no, nice to no, you, no, Mr. No, Pitts. No. And and I... Dr. I, Pitts. Doc, so, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. One of those. <laughs> okay. Doc you and Doc. <laughs> and I agree. And I think that even like when my husband and I actually had a piece of property um, close to the Justice Center at one time, and then when he went into partnership up in uh, Port Charlotte, we went back and forth whether we were going to still put uh, a law office there or not and um, we decided to go ahead and sell it but I think part of it the reason too why that area does not get built is people keep on associating nothing's happening over there well if we finally start talking about no we're going to make this a great area to live this is the next area we can expand what's the anchor you're going to put there to draw everybody else in. yeah we need something that is going to work that's going to be fun you know that that people are going to want to do i mean i i would love more entertainment down in our area we've got a lot of bars and we got a lot of neat things going on um i know down in naples they have an actual area that's like a bunch of food trucks and it has become a happening place and you know, for me, I don't know if that's even In Naples? Feasible. They allow that in Naples? Yeah, there is an area down. I'm going to have to talk to those Napolitanians. <laughs> but, you know, when we think about Punta Gorda, why I moved here and why a lot of people moved here, when I first came down, and I had a lot of places I could have gone as a dentist. And, and you know, I put my stakes here in Punta Gorda because I came from Minnesota. I came from, you know, farmland, the hometown feeling, and it's nice and small. There are areas like Venice and Dunedin and all these areas that have that. And they don't want, you know, not that we don't need development because we actually do, but let's try to see if we can keep it a nice hometown feeling. I know, Dr. Pitts, you came from, you know, New York, and so you're kind of used to the high, tall buildings, you know, and that's a comfort probably for you. For me, open space is a comfort. Move to Murdoch. (laughs) (laughs) Who? Murdoch. Murdoch. You got a bunch of of tall buildings uh, there and some more going up, so, yeah. Well, the biggest problem with the de- well, professionals all the way around is the overhead expense. Yeah, it's just absolutely and horrendous. Is, is is commercial picking up in in Punta Gorda at all? I don't think businesses so. moving in. I mean, I you know I see a lot of business ribbon cutting uh, ceremonies. But the statistics, are those in the stati- statistics are after five years, eighty percent of the the companies that go the small businesses that go into business today won't be around. Just the, that's just the the fact of life. The businesses that you need are the, are the businesses that will be occupying property around the airport, where you're going to have significant size businesses. You know, little restaurants and so forth. Don't don't a city make? Oh, that's no. the kind of stuff. That I does. agree. That's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Commer- you know, that's what you need. Commercial enterprises. Right. I think we've got you know more than enough restaurants. And hell, Sunseekers given us what nine more. So I, you know, do we need more? You see, one of the reasons we the people that that are in Punta Gorda, as she mentioned. Like like the small town mm-hmm. approach. I oh, agree. You know, I when I was working, I was up and down this coast. I spent a lot of time in those various cities from uh, from Tampa all the way and all the way down to uh, uh, Sanibel and uh, Marco Island and what have you. My wife and I decided we're not going to retire here until and I built a big house, custom built a house up in Illinois in the Chicago area, 
And after about five years, we found Punta Gorda. And I says, okay, this is the Florida that I could live in. And I wanted to stay that way. Yeah. As so many of the residents are. I don't want these tall buildings. No, we don't. You know, that's why I say, you know, it's awful. And, and that seems to be the uh, uh, the main thing that has gotten in the way of uh, a couple of projects that was that were going to be there. Is, uh, you know, they go to the CRA, they talk to the city, they talk to everybody, they say, okay, they get all this advice, and then they come back with something that is completely antithetical to what they discussed initially, and then they wonder why everybody doesn't want them to build it. Tony is one one of these guys who wants to be the last guy in and close the gate. Exactly, and that's the way I think you should have already closed the gate, No, they have not. Tony gets grounded for not closing uh, the gate. If you like tall buildings, go down to Fort Myers. Go down to Naples. Yes. Get out of here. Yes. Just leave me alone. Says Tony. I'm with him. We're with Tony. We got to take another break. We'll be right back on News I Radio put an 1580. IGA, I want to put an IGA store on the, uh, IGA. On the back end. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. It seems like you're doing all this work to distract yourself from feelings you don't want to be dealing with. We'll be right back with Charlotte County Speaks on News Radio 1580 WCCF. Newsflash the kids don't want to be there either. No kid wants to be trapped in a hotel room with their half naked parents, waiting for my father to come out of the bathroom for an hour and a half. What are those noises? sounded like a bear rummaging through a dumpster filled with balloons. He'd come out an hour later, I wouldn't go in there if I were you. But I have to go in there. There's nowhere else to go. Standing in your socks and water. What did he do? It's tough being a kid, isn't it? It's like a hostage situation. 18 years being dragged around by these two kidnappers. No money, no identification, 18 years, no decision is your own. Get in the car. Where are we going? I said, get in the car. News Radio 1580, 100.9 FM, WCCF, Charlotte County Speaks, 947 on Hump Day Wednesday. We have the Curmudgeons and City of Punta Gorda Council candidate, Deborah Lux. Phone lines are open if you have a question, 941-206-1580, toll free, 888-441-1580. Yeah, Debbie, Debbie Lux is going to be with us for about another, I don't know, 15 minutes or Some so. Some say you're the heiress to the Lux soap fortune, is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I told my husband, though, I married him because I am now Deluxe. Ah, there you go. Deluxe, yeah. yes. There go. <laughs> yeah, why didn't you come up with something like that, you old goat? <laughs> Yeah, I think one one of the things that uh, concern a lot of people are concerned about. Uh, well, you know, I am, and I know a lot of people I talk with uh, are concerned about preserving that the waterfront along uh, Charlotte Harbor, actually on both sides, and up you know some way up the river, because we're unique in the sense that on the east coast of Florida, I'm sorry, the west coast of Florida, 
There's actually only two areas like this. The only other one is Tampa Bay. And, uh, you know, it's all bought up. Yeah, but uh, but along here, along the uh, sh- on both sides of Charlotte Arbor, I I really think that uh, it should be protected and left for the people rather than all built up all over. You know, and I mentioned to uh, during the break, I mentioned to uh, Ms. Lux that uh, you know I wrote several articles for the newspaper uh, over the last couple of years, just talking just talking about that, and for example, comparing it to the waterfront in Chicago, the lakefront in Chicago. Where the um, you know where the, the bodies wash up? No, <laughs> no, but the the lakefront is protected uh, for the it's for the people. You don't have all the buildings right up to the right up to the water's edge. True. And you know, I, I, I there's no reason we can't do that here. Well, and, we, you know, if you protect the zoning, and you know, don't start changing the zoning to permit things that shouldn't be there. And if need be, if need be, buy up property. To protect it from development. Oh boy, I don't really think that's going to work. I don't want. I don't want any. I said, if need be. Yeah, but. We, but uh, you know, I'd like uh, local Ms. government Lux. and real estate transactions no. haven't really worked. No, out I, yeah. well no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not talking about <laughs> investing. Investing for uh, just buying for out preservation. Yeah, yeah, parks. Uh, Wildlife, that kind of stuff. Sure, not, not, I'm not talking about. And and really, Charlotte County has when you when you oh, look yeah. at the the amount of you know parks and boat ramps and stuff that we have access to, and Punta Gorda uh, has too as well. With but Ponce the priceless part is that is that waterfront making here. its day. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have my I have my opinion about well, how I, that I, waterfront I, was was developed, and that was that was absolutely an outrage, <clears throat> and. To think that they're going to do it any better. Now, for example, uh, let's talk about uh, that area over by the the uh, water, the uh, dog park. What they're going to put? Uh, what is it? The, the Peace wa- River Wildlife yeah. Center. Uh, what do you think about that? Well, I would have loved to have seen it stay where it's at, just because it's <coughs> right where the natural habitat is, and I understand they they cannot stay there, so they're because um, the city screwed up. Yeah, they don't own that property. No, apparently a private developer owns part yeah. of that property, yeah. so they do have to move. But I've looked at the plans for the Peace River Wildlife Center, and I think it's absolutely beautiful what they're trying to do there next to the dog park. Um, it it looks like it's going to be educational as well, which is great for our kids. It's how great much for the how much too. parking space are we going to have over there? It looked like they had plenty of parking space, but I don't know again because when you see how many <laughs> parking spaces are existing right now at the Peace River Wildlife Center, and how many um, people go there, there's not a whole lot of spaces there. So how many more people will go to the Peace River Wildlife Center once it's moved? I don't know. I hope more people, but we. I suspect you'll get more. Mm-hmm. But I believe that they're trying to make yeah. sure that they have enough parking along with the. Well, dog they're park going to be in two. They're not going to keep any animals there. At the Peace River Wildlife Center. Nope. I, I understand that it's going to be at two places. Well, no, they, no, you're talking the other place is the hospital. Right. They have yeah, the hospital as well. Yeah, they're it's on site. Yeah, that's that's a, the two different. It's not groups. going to be the yeah. same. Th- it's not going to be the same thing as it was over when it was down on the on the bay. It'll be close. <clears throat> It'll be close, but I don't think they're they're, they're not going to have their surgical facility. Their there. surgical f- facility, I think, is on MLK, right there on Olympia. Yeah. <clears throat> Which we've brought animals there too. We've rescued mm-hmm. animals. 
Well, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things that are up in the air, and this is the biggest problem. Nobody's ever really figured out what the heck is going on. It's, uh, we allowed too many amateurs to get stick their nose in because they, they formed a group. And that created, after Charlie, we had to do something. And the best thing when, they had, when people say that is nothing. And so now we're stuck with what we have, and we can't change it, see? And so... But as far as I could tell, as, 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 as you go up and down the west coast of Florida... I think we got one of the nicest communities on the west coast of Florida. We do. We want to keep it that way. That's right. I agree. And and when you're talking about change and stuff like that, I think people keep on focusing like on Fisherman's Village and City Marketplace because those are the hot topics right now. Well, Fisherman's Village, the only thing changing there anytime soon is just going to be the ownership. ownership. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but, but when, you know, council is talking about, you know, changing like the zoning and, mm-hmm. and making a traditional Punta Gorda and having exceptions, I think they keep on, they're, they're pressured by the community to put something in that empty lot. Well, number one, that's the developer, excuse me, the owner of the property. And if the if I was selling my house and I was asking a high buck price and it's not selling for 20 years, I think maybe I should consider reducing my price. Or sometimes we all do, you know, like even in the stock market, sometimes we take a loss and stuff. You know, we, we speculate on what's going to grow there. But it's not the council's responsibility to make sure that something can thrive there on that piece of property. And I think that's with 60 dwelling units per acre. And I'm sorry, it's going to be most likely apartments or condos. What is that going to do to our community? Are we really Absolutely bringing in nothing? Absolutely well put. Nothing in. So. We don't need that. We don't need any houses there. And that's exactly don't what need they, the hood. But that, the, the <laughs> exactly. rules and regulations exactly is what is allowing that to happen. Because <clears throat> once these rules and regulations go, there's nothing the residents or council can do. They've already approved it. So a developer can go in and say, this is it and you hire these big developers can hire you know attorneys to make sure that we follow our rules and regulations there's not enough place not enough space there for the parking so exactly that's going to be empty you have to remember developers as as opposed to residents the developer is not too very concerned about where he has to live because typically the developers is not living in punta gorda they're from someplace else their objective is totally different than it is for the people that live there. Mm-hmm. So we have to be careful. You know, they're, they're not doing this out of the, uh, the goodness of their heart. The, these are not altruistic plans. No, they're looking to make money, but, uh, but again. Which is fine, as yeah. long as it fits in. Mixed use. Some business, some condos, some uh, park and parking. Going to have to have underground parking or and the, and the I biggest, would move Emerald City right down to. There you go. Let me get let me get <laughs> Kip on the horn. Okay, she's only got a few minutes left here, so uh, let her let 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 uh, Debbie here do a uh, Miss Lux do all the talking. Give the elevator speech here. Yeah. Oh my! Well, you know, I'm not good on elevator speeches unless I'm talking about our veterans here, because <laughs> I, 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 but I I do really believe you know in Punta Gorda I believe in our community, and again, like I said, it's not up to council to try to make you know, this work for this one empty lot or Fisherman's Village to make sure that they can make enough money. But one of the biggest things that concerns me is with this traditional Punta Gorda, like I said, we're concentrating on these two spots, but this traditional Punta Gorda just isn't here. You know, it goes all the way down to where the 241s come together, where the bank is. It Mm -hmm. goes down to, you know, I believe it's Milas Street, you know, up into Fisherman's Village. 
any of these lots can have their building torn down and have the potential to put these tall 60 dwelling units per acre buildings on it. So what is that going to do to the outcome of our city in the future, 50 years down the road? And that's why I think I want to look ahead to see what our decisions today are going to do. What has the, uh, and the state uh, coming in and pretty much removing city council and the county's home rule regarding uh, uh, development and what can go where. And you're talking and this about whole live local, live local, which is really just another name for the 15 minute city, which is a bunch of BS in my humble opinion. Well, as you're looking at the live local, and again, I, I try to read and understand a little bit before, you know, I, I talk about it. So I, I still may be a little offline with some of my, my ideas. They're going to, they're going to put the hood where they want to put the hood and the local government and the people aren't going to have diddly to say about but it. But what the council has done now, so they have to respect the highest dwelling units per acre in height within mm-hmm. a mile, you know, of a building. And this does not include the Justice Center or any government type of property. It's residential and commercial only. So if the council approves 100-foot buildings and 60 dwelling units, that gives the, the live local the opportunity to build that anywhere they want. That's a residential or commercial spot. Now, the live local actually is intended for areas that that can have major transit. You know, within I think it was a half a mile walkable, and fifteen minutes. And and we don't have that. We're never going to have major transit here. No. So is this development better going someplace closer to the freeway where they can hop on the freeway and go someplace that they want? You know, for for people to scare. Um, our council members, which is what I believe, to say that if you don't build something there, Live Local is going to go in this spot. That's just absolutely not true. It's not going to no. happen. So it's it, not how it works. It's but. supposed to be for property that is being sold at market value that can't be sold and stuff like that. And and we are not an urban city. You know, we are a small town community that is kind of a suburban city. Why do we want to urbanize our city by putting this high density, high tall buildings in? I just, I just seem to think that uh, uh, with what Tallahassee has been doing, you're not going to have a lot of say in the matter in the coming years. It, they have to still follow the comprehensive plan oh, sure and the setbacks do. and everything. Oh, that's sure. there. So if we change them to accommodate uh, a builder or to you know our developers, then we're shooting ourselves in the foot. It's my opinion. All right. Do you have a website? Do you have a Facebook page? So I, I do have a website, uh, deluxecouncil.com. You can email me at uh, deluxecouncil at gmail.com. Those are my websites. I do have a Facebook, Dr. Debbie Lux, but you're not going to find a whole lot on there. I'm not a Facebook person. Good for you. Um, I'm more of <laughs> newsletters. Please sign up for my newsletters. I think they're they're pretty accurate on what I'd like to do. So thank you so much for having me and vote for Deborah Lux on November 7th. Debbie Lux, thank you very much. <laughs> we have to take much. a uh, break for a Fox News thank Radio update, much. and we'll be back after that with the curmudgeons. Yep. I think it's... WCCF Punta Gorda. News Radio 1580. Charlotte County's only news talk radio station. Serving you around the clock. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.